What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 96 of The Locker Room. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. We have a great show for you today with Jordy Bloom, also known as Bing Bong Guy. And uh, he talks about his company, Build Your Boys. Probably the most popular guy in New York City right now due to that viral video, Side Talk NYC, after the Knicks home opener. Uh, had a great conversation with him. Today, I'm joined with Al Addis, Cappy, and Brett Hanflinger. <laughs> yeah, that's my last name. I don't know yeah, why. <laughs> no, I don't know why. I thought that would sound funny, but it just—it was horrible. I kind of paused in the middle of it, like in my head. I was like, "This could sound funny," and then you also, I kind of stopped myself also, there. <laughs> you also think like you're the first person to ever say that. Like, yeah. I haven't been getting that since like second grade. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was it was not good. But what a weekend in New York City with the UFC fights, the New York City Marathon, which I know some of us were in attendance for. Um, Brett, you want to start off with the New York City Marathon? Yeah, I mean the marathon is. Marathon day is an incredible day in the city. I only, this is only my second time going, I think. I think when I was younger, I was like, I don't need to be at the marathon. Like, why do I need to go run? But, um, so I had a good buddy, Alex Sands running. Uh, my girlfriend had a good friend running. So we went to, we went up to uh, First Avenue in like in the eighties, it's like mile 18 or so, you know, the guys are, you know, they're already sort of hurting, but just the whole atmosphere, like, it's just, there's not many like events or types of things that everyone is just sort of in a good spirit, like cheering people along. And there's, there's really no downside. You know, usually there's two sides to everything. Everyone's on the same side here. Um, so it's just a, you know, a motivating day. And every time I see it, I say, you know what? I want to run it. But <laughs> you know what? I don't want to run it and I never will run it. Yeah, I completely agree. And it is true. I was saying to my girlfriend, um, you know, it's just great to see the city kind of come together as one. Um, it was really awesome. It's kind of like one of the first times I've felt it since I'm not really like in the city all the time. But it's funny that you said Alex Sands. I'm good friends with his brother, Eric. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, I saw Eric there. But, you know, as far as running the marathon goes, it, it is very motivating to watch your friends do it. And it does seem really cool. And it definitely seems like a high for them when they cross that finish line. And obviously, you know, anyone who goes probably has the thought like, oh, maybe I could do this someday. But I, I looked at, uh, <laughs> you know, my step count that night, Sunday night at like eight o'clock. I was like, damn, I did like... 13,000 steps today because I was like going to all the different spots trying to yeah. find my friends. And uh, in my snap group, my home friend Sam Breslow ran the marathon along with two other friends of mine, Holden Rosengrub and Mark Schwartz. But, uh, you know, my snap group with Breslow, all my friends that went to support and watch him were like, dude, my feet fucking hurt. I'm so tired. I can't imagine <laughs> running, can't imagine running this thing. And like, there he is 26.2 miles later, like feeling fine, went to the bar, drank, like had a good time. So. Um, yeah, all in all, just a great event. And you probably couldn't pay me any amounts of money to run the marathon. I don't think that I like, you know, most people are like, you know, I bet, if, you know, especially our age, you're like, you know, I think if I trained, I could probably, you know, I could probably do that. I really genuinely don't think I could do it. I think you're, my body, you're hard enough to be able to do it out. You could do it. I would do it, but I'd like really hurt myself doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? No, like there's, I, there's, there's, there's specific people. There's runners are a different breed. You got to understand this. Like they got the, the small legs. They got the, like, we don't, we, I, we don't out. We don't have that. 30,000 people are in it. We might be in, we might be in good shape. We don't have the figures for runners. Um, I will say though, with the marathon, what I think is extremely cool about it. I do have a couple people I know who travel up for the, the New York city marathon. And it's like the, one of those events where you get so many people like out of state. Yeah. Probably, country to travel in and, and run this marathon which i think is the coolest thing is so you have people with diverse backgrounds and all this stuff so it's like not not just like a new york thing you know it's like more it's like people from different backgrounds coming together so that's really cool as well 
The one, uh, the one downside of it was I was standing with my girlfriend when Tyler Cameron and Matt James ran by shirtless, so that was pretty tough for me. <laughs> do you know any like other like is there famous people that, that ran it do we know so i mean she's not super famous i, I didn't know she was running abby wambach the, the oh man, really uh, the, the soccer she's player. super she, famous what do you she mean just she's not that famous she, well yeah she is i mean, my girlfriend didn't know who she was but um she ran right by us like if you if you really pay attention i'm sure you would see a bunch of people because everyone passes the same spot it's also cool that everyone has like their name on their shirt. So like people are cheering for the random people and like calling them by their yeah. names. Like that's a, you know, that's a really cool thing. And then I was the, the famous person. Do you see the duck? Do you see the duck running? Yeah. No. I don't, I don't think he finished. I can't imagine he finished, but I saw mul- it wasn't just like a five second video There are multiple videos of a duck running like some sort of significant portion of the marathon with people. That's funny. I didn't see that, but I saw a video last week. It wasn't obviously the New York city marathon. It was probably in some other city, but I saw a video of a girl in like high heels and a dress looked like she went out the night before hop in for like the last, like, like hundred feet, just like ran through the finish line and like her dress from the night before is pretty funny. That's <laughs> I don't know where that was. That was good stuff, but that's, Cappy, that's Cappy, uh, Al, um, you know, UFC, big fights, Madison Square Garden. I didn't even know this was happening till like the day of. So you guys got to talk about this. I'm so yeah. happy that you went, Al, by the way, before you about let you go. Obviously, you're in New York. You even said in the group chat, like one in one and, you know, one in a lifetime thing. Like, how could you not fucking yeah. go? And on top of that, like an amazing fucking card, like to put it in oh, that man. MSG, like phenomenal. But go ahead. I'll let you chime yeah. since you were there live in action. Yeah. So let me just start by saying that I didn't know what was happening until the day of two. Uh, well, technically, the night before, my brother was just like, you know, the garden tomorrow i was like what he's like ufc like boostman Us- versus uh covington i was like holy shit let's i was like let's go we we're looking at tickets they're all expensive we were like let's you know let's yeah, what let's run you what's that uh what it run you let's hear it about a thousand dollars oh my god okay <laughs> wait so on, t- on top of your bet or did you win it back yes i did ah all right. nice and Usman, uh i put 750 on it and won 1250 and uh and covered more than covered my ticket, but yeah, so that was good. I went for, ended up going for free, but let me say it was, uh, man, it was fun. I I have to say it was the best sporting event I can remember being at in a long time. It was just so entertaining the way that they did it, you know, early on with the, when the lesser, you know, lesser fighters are out there, they're bringing them in there quick. And then as it starts to get the big guys in there, they slow it down, they make it a show. And, and like you said, the card was ridiculous. They had, you know, the first fight of the main card was Gaethje versus Chandler, uh, two just, you know, heavy, heavy-handed guys who got chins on them, and they just, uh, you know, and what I said to my brother was, we got 15 minutes of that fight, like it was incredible, and it went to decision. We got 15 full minutes there, and then we had Rose versus Wei Lee, which went fifth, uh, 25 minutes to decision, and then we had Usman versus Covington, which went 25 minutes. So we had an hour and five minutes of the best fights which was really uh you know incredible and the last fight Usman versus Covington was a little underwhelming just maybe because the other two fights the other two main fights were just so good but it was it was such a great night I had about 12 15 beers and uh yeah it it was (laughs) really couldn't have done it but I was so happy I went because they they haven't fought here since 2019 so Mm. hopefully they do more you know, yeah. and that last card in 2019 was just, I wouldn't say just as good as this one, but it was still like a great lineup, but man, the fights were unbelievable. We just got back from a hockey game. We were all with the boys showing in the living room, watching this card, man, just like the three main fights on the main card were just spectacular, just lineups in general. Al, I do want to ask you this. Cause I was completely shocked. Why was, um, Gaethje Chandler, the first fight on the main card? Because first off, they, they should obviously should have ran 
Usman Covington, uh, Rose the second followed off by Gaethje, like hundred percent without a doubt. Cause we got back from the rink and we're like, what the fuck? Why is this fight on first? Yeah. So I actually have the answer. Um, the reason was because, uh, I don't remember exactly. I think it's Gaethje, Rose and Usman maybe all have, it's three of those people involved in those three fights have the same coach or trainer. And so they didn't want to do them back to back to back. That was what I was hearing in the stadium. Um, Cause otherwise I agree. I would, would think they would do them back to back to back, but yeah, I mean, also that got everyone in their seats for that fight. Like everyone was in their seats for the sixth fight. It was packed by then. Whereas maybe it would have, you know, lingered a little while longer. It's actually not a bad idea, but um, yeah. <laughs> Besides that UFC card being absolutely phenomenal. Um, crazy week of football again, this big boys, a lot of underdog wins. Um, the giants another. you know, do they have an opportunity to make a wild card spot? I mean, who knows? I mean, if, this beats me, but besides that, my fantasy team is doing absolute ass cheeks. But speaking of underdog, you know where to get your bets in for fantasy, and that's underdog fantasy. And let's talk about it for a second. It is the best and easiest place to play fantasy for big cash prizes. On underdog fantasy, you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft a season-long best ball team, and that is it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up. So you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can take a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use our code LOTKA when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that is it. You're good for the season. Remember, that's underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or Google Play Store. And please use our code LATKA, L-A-T-K-E, and get a free 25 in, in bonus cash. Um, but back to football really quick before you join in, Laz. My fantasy team is absolute ass cheeks. I'm sure you've seen what uh, is going on with Dalvin Cook now, who's also part of yeah. my fantasy lineup. Just saw um, that. Just absolutely mind-boggling right now. We got Al down there shaking his head. He's probably panicking right now. Just crazy, crazy season for football, crazy season for injuries and just a whole mess of shit going on. Like, I don't know. Like, I've never seen something like this go on in like a long time in the NFL. Did you see what happened with the referee last night in the <laughs> in the Pittsburgh versus uh, Chicago? Uh, whoever, I, I didn't even watch the game, but I saw the, the clip on Twitter. That ref needs to be fired. I missed it. It's a little so, misleading. It's a yeah, little it misleading. Is a little misleading. I, I just saw it recently before we went on here. Well, well, no. So it's it is and it's not. He was gonna throw the flag already, but he did lean. His, he did stick his butt out, so he kind of gets hit by the player, which is weird and 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 not right at the same time. So like, sure, he could get fired or suspended for that, but he didn't. He didn't throw the flag because of it. Just just why why do I hate, one thing for me is just why do refs need to insert themselves into a game? You should be, I don't want to remember the referees at the end yeah. of the game. Like, well, you know why he, so what happened Laz is uh, number 59 is coming off after a play and he's run towards the sideline, you know, going to just miss the ref and not trying to hit him. And the ref mm-hmm. sees them and kind of just positions his body where he makes contact and then throws Little a James Harden. Yeah. Ref. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, the, the amount of times that happens in hockey too. Like there's, dude, there's been times in the NHL where like a like a player goes to. Du- I've actually seen it before. I forgot what game it was, but a player once dumped the puck in from the red line, and it hit the referee in the corner. The goalie went behind the net to play the puck, and it went off the ref in the net. Oh. Absolutely mind blowing. And on top of that, I don't know if I'll be. I'm allowed to technically say this. Kid on our team, one of my buddies, Carl, 
um, a couple of weeks ago in one of our games, he had a concussion. He's a defenseman. So picture the defenseman skating backwards, turning to get a puck and getting absolutely blind. <laughs> referee. Yeah. Jeez. They just got to have refs like from up top, like not actually on the field <laughs> or on the rink or on the court. Yeah. Yeah. So then when there's a fight, the refs will just get, get, get up from the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they'll do it, but that's gotta be, that's gotta, that has to be how it is soon. I don't know. Don't we have the technology for no refs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we we do, but 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 I feel like there's there's certain circumstances where that might be a little too uh, too much, and somebody can get seriously hurt. Before we transition out of sports, I wanted to Cappy. I want to bring this up to you specifically because you'll like find it funny since you know my dad really well. But um, I've actually never been to Las Vegas. That's like a huge bucket list thing for me. I've always wanted to you know party in Vegas. Twenty five years old, whatever it may be. But my dad and like his five best friends this weekend. Are going to Las Vegas Friday. Oh he's like dri- he's driving to the Grand Canyon Friday. Saturday he's going to the Vegas Golden Knights game Saturday night, and then Sunday he's going to like a pool party to watch football, and then going to the Raiders versus Chiefs game Sunday night. My dad's having like Jeez. literally a, a dream weekend in Vegas at fifty-seven years old, and I've still the never midlife been. crisis. It's the midlife yeah. crisis trip. <laughs> I'm I'm really I kind of want to have him on the next intro next week just to hear about his weekend because oh. I. I feel like it'd be great. Yeah. Without a doubt. Maybe him and like one one of the, one of the other guys from the trip too. Like one of his good buddies. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's going to be in bed for a straight month after this weekend from, uh, from what it sounds like he has planned. I can't wait till I'm just picturing your dad getting back from the trip and your mom just giving him shit. Like right when he walks the door and he's just like dead on the couch from a long weekend. Yeah. I was like, dad, you got to like download Snapchat for the weekend. I got to see everything you're doing. Like it's going to be so sick. Man, that yeah. would be funny. Like, like if they actually did, they should. You should put a GoPro on your dad. Like vlog, like, dad, dad. <laughs> yeah, Father's Weekend. Like, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be good stuff. I hope you did, Laz. But I, I already crushed the new season of Big Mouth. No, I haven't. I didn't even know it came out till like today. Okay, well, first off, I mean, they they really can't go wrong in this show. Obviously, you know how good it is. But another great season. I feel like I I missed a couple like bits and pieces of episodes because I'm one of those guys who like starts it and then like I'll fall asleep and I'll wake up yeah. and it's like. What you know, watch on episode two, and I wake up, it's episode five, and I'm like, mm-hmm. shit, what, what did I watch? <laughs> One of my friends actually had a really good idea. I don't know if, I mean, I, maybe I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it's, I mean, whatever. But, uh, you know how people watch like Netflix on their computer? Yeah, I guess, I guess if you're watching on TV or computer, whatever it may be, you should like be able to have a button or something that you click before you feel yourself falling asleep so it knows that like that's where you left off on the show. Like, you, you just like a hit, kind of. Like a space bar, or like like he said, I think the letter S for like sleep. But if you just like click this one thing, whether it's your TV, your computer, or whatever you stream on, that like you know when you go back to watch the show the next time, like that's where you started dozing off. Anyway, I thought it was a really good idea. Yeah, but then you wake back up and you're like, ah, you know, I already pressed the S button, and then it fucks you all up. I don't know. <laughs> so, you just, yeah, you just go back to where you started. Where, where you no, were? I'm just kidding. I so, actually like it. It's a good idea. My roommate. Chuck, he he's watching One Tree Hill, and he also just watched Gossip show? Girl. Great show, but, two great shows. But he, but he, the reason he's crushing them so fast is because he falls asleep, and like in the next morning, it'll be the like recaps eight out. No, it'll be like eight hours late oh. episode, eight episodes later, and he'll just keep going. So he's just like crushing these shows, <laughs> but like missing big chunks. So yeah, he he doesn't want you to invent that so he doesn't have the excuse to fly through these shows well those are those are two shows that you like can't miss those important details yeah well he does <laughs> i mean one tree hill you can because there's drama every fucking two seconds like the mom cries that her son's getting his tonsils taken out like it's ridiculous but um no yeah that's a wait that's, so do you do you uh go to sleep with shows on yeah I've, i always fall asleep with tv on. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow al sometimes but like very specifically like i'm having trouble sleeping i'll put it on but i, I like to sleep to some rain sounds 
I feel like, I feel Ooh, like I'm like a, like a butterfly. Uh, like I like um I like came out of my shell because when I was younger, when I used to be able, I used to fall asleep to strictly music. Like I would put on a radio station and literally fall asleep to the radio, and I would wake up in the morning. And I literally have like songs memorized. My parents would turn on the radio and they'd be like, well, how the fuck do you know this song? Mm-hmm. And then it just like that. And then it just like evolved. I guess I got older and I was able to watch TV. And then it's just now I can't fall asleep without TV on. Want to hear something pathetic, Cap? Tell me. I had everyone had like the iHome. Remember the iHome? Yeah. It was like you plug your iPod in. It was like kind of like the speaker, the charger. Our so clock I had the, too, right? Yeah. I had, I had like the iPod Nano. And the only video I had on my, on my iPod was the Rangers game seven uh, Stanley Cup final. <laughs> So I just watch that every night to go to sleep. <laughs> like same game every night. That's I a good story mention- for the Rangers pod too. Yeah, that is. That's so funny. Laz, what is this? Uh, what is this whole to do you were bitching about earlier with the whole spicy McChicken things? Yeah, I uh, tried the McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich for the first time this weekend. Me and Ellie got drunk on Saturday, and we wanted to like order. I guess she said surprise me like with McDonald's or Taco Bell, and I chose McDonald's because I wanted like the spicy chicken sandwich. So I got one spicy chicken and one regular chicken, but. The spicy was like way too spicy for me. So like we were like both like kind of drunk eating. I ate half of the spicy chicken and she like turned her back for a second and wasn't paying attention. So I switched the sandwiches and then I crushed the rest, the rest of the regular chicken <laughs> and left her with the spicy. And like she took two bites and she was like, did you switch the fucking sandwiches? She was really mad. She really mad at me and she kind of had to starve for the rest of the night. So bad boyfriend alert on my part, but definitely worth it. And no regrets. You guys both probably had lethal shits too after. Oh, yeah. I woke up like probably seven times throughout the, the night uh, going to the bathroom. Hey, um, I mean, we, we, we were going to we we're thinking about doing this for an OFN, not today, but it was in the, in the cards. But have you guys had a spicy McChicken sandwich from like McDonald's, Popeye's and Chick-fil-A or are you guys, have you guys not? Mm-hmm. I think I have. Well, I mean, in my opinion, in my opinion, personal opinion, I I would put Popeye's up there as my favorite, which is surprising because I love Chick-fil-A. But what are your guys thoughts? I like Popeye's as well. Yeah. Chick fil A, Chick fil A. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's still great, still great sandwich. Um, but speaking of that, I think we should get into a little OFN action if you guys don't mind. What do you guys yep. think? So today, courtesy of our boy, and we had some absolute flow in today. We got some good, good ones for you guys coming up in the next couple episodes. Um, courtesy of our boy Al, we got a good one, and it's gonna be forks, knives, and spoons. Very difficult, very very difficult. And we're gonna get let our boy Al start us off with it. Al, what yep. do you got for us? Just going to start off by clearing up the rules, you know, once forever, never here. So you're only going to use one of these utensils for the rest of your life. And then you're going to get one of these one time. So, you know, a lot, a big part of me wants to play devil's advocate. I think Brett said that there's only two ways to go here. So there's a part of me that wants to stick the knife in there per se. Um, But I'm a big cereal guy. So I think I need my spoon and I think you got to have fork forever. I think that's probably going to be where most of you guys are living. Fork's mm-hmm. a versatile instrument. Um, and I think I could probably do some cutting with a spoon, you know, I, I've been working out. Um, <laughs> so just, I, we may all have the same one here. And if so, then, you know, fuck me. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go fork for it. Fork forever. We'll go, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I can only use it once. I'm going to go knife once to have it. Cause I, I said it before. I want to, I like, I love steak and I want to be able to cut it. I don't want to have to eat it. Uh, I'm going to have to eat it my whole rest of my life with just my fork. I don't know. Tough, tough one. Al who thought of this uh, fork, <laughs> fork forever knife once spoon. Never. I like it. Um, I'll go next boys. Um, first off, I'm a huge fan of the spork. I was a big fan of the ah. spork. Um, but that's not part of the game. Is it? Um, 
So I'm going to go fork forever. I feel like fork's just the most versatile out of all these three. Um, you could use it, you know, basically in anything. You could cut stuff with a fork too if you really need to get, you know, gritty with it. You know, I can get, I can get into my steak with a fork. You know, if you cook it, you know, if it's really tender, you know, you, you can get in mm. there. You know, my once is going to have to be a spoon because I am a big, big cereal guy. I love cereal and you just can't eat cereal with it. You can't get the milk ratio with yep. the cereal with a fork. You just can't do it. And I'm going to get rid of the knives because, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, you want to cut your steak really nice. But, you know, even like with certain things, like I, I like even with like chicken, like people like <laughs> like you go out to dinner and like like I'll, I'm one of those guys who like cuts cuts my shit with like a fork, like sideways instead of like, you know, doing the whole knife thing. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go next. So I leave it up to Johnny to maybe uh, be a little contrarian. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much. Um I gotta go for it forever. Um, it is my forever. I, I, you know, I do use it a ton. I sometimes just substitute a spoon for a fork. There's some rare times where I use a fork for yogurt because I have some granola in it. So mm. it's, it, it, also I might just because I, I run through spoons in my apartment. I, for some reason don't have as many. So I sometimes have to work without them. Uh, I'm going to say once knife. It's like Al said, it's only one time. Um, you know, with the soups, you can, you can, uh, drink it out of the bowl. Uh, not you can. Huge... I didn't think of that smart too late. I'm not a huge, uh, cereal guy. So I'll, I'll still have my soups and I, you know, the knife, um, idea made sense. I'm trying to think if there's anything else you really need a knife for. No, well, uh, can, can I, can I chime in real quick? We're not thinking you know, we're just thinking about food here. You know, what happens if, you know, somebody breaks in the house and you're like, shit, I don't have a, I can't use a knife anymore. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> It's out, well, that's outside the box. I got, don't worry, I got my spoon. <laughs> I'm happy we left it up to me. And this might sound really stupid, but I feel like a spoon can act as a fork, but a fork cannot act as a spoon, if that makes that's sense. That's true. That, yeah. No, that does make sense. If you get what I'm saying. A spoon so, is a bad fork. A yes, fork I know is what no you spoon. are saying. Yes, so I'm going with the spoon forever, and I'm taking the knife once, and I'm gassing the fork. I could easily eat my chipotle with a spoon. I could easily eat chicken or eat steak with a spoon if I have a knife to cut it. Uh, you only got that knife once. You only got that knife once. Yeah, but I could have that one meal. But I'll also have the spoon though. You know, like and and I I love ice cream. I love cereal. Uh, the only tricky one might be like spaghetti. That might be a tough one. I actually I was in Florida two <laughs> I was in Florida two weeks ago and I had to feed my my grandma lo mein and I was using the spoon and it was getting all over her face and it was like impossible. <laughs> so in that scenario for lo mein maybe I'd want a fork. But oh, as God. far as like as far as the everyday <laughs> like eating and stuff goes, spoon you could also use as a mirror. You know whenever you need. You could. Yeah. Derek Zoolander, right? The first time he saw himself oh, wow. in a spoon, he wanted to be a male model. Uh, this isn't no. this isn't stuck on an island and you have one. No, no, but I'm just I'm just saying I'm thinking like I'm thinking of like every meal and and if I'm really desperate and I need a spoon to act as a fork like that's so possible. But if I was eating soup and all I had was a fork, I'd be fucked. I'd have to slurp and nobody wants this. Nobody wants to slurp. You're yeah. going to be eating a lot of meat with your hands for the rest of your life, which is fine. I'd yeah, do that's that. also fine, too. I want to give a yes. shout out real quick to. um one of my i call her like my cousins amanda glickman uh, Jam mm -hmm. uh jamie actually works in broadway her sister but amanda used to be in not in broadway but she used to work musicals and do all this stuff all the time and actually one of the musicals i went to with my parents were growing up one of hers in new york the musical or one of the songs they did was called fork knife spoon and it's one of those actually, songs like, i'll always fucking remember like it's always in my head <laughs> how did you not bring that up earlier <laughs> honestly I, it, I know i didn't think of it but yeah pretty funny that's so funny yeah, no, that I, I think uh, I made a smart point there, though. You know, 
I like it. I think I, I win. win. I think I win this one. Yeah, you win. <laughs> I win. Well, no one ever won the last week's um, candy one because we never put it out there. <laughs> well, last week's – no, we did. We did. People replied to the story. Sort of, yeah. Everyone was saying Mike and Ike's is like a top three candy. I was like, what the oh, fuck? Wait, what are you on? Uh, it's like a throwback. Decent, but not like a top. Not no, a not top decent, three. Gross. Yeah. No, Mike and Ike's aren't gross, but they're not a really? top three. Yeah. Was, yeah, I thought that was crazy. I thought that was crazy. One I forgot though, Gushers underrated. Oh, underrated. so good, so good. A- I had a fruit by the foot like two weeks ago. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> Those things were awesome. But overall, I think good offense. You guys want to send it over to Jordy Bloom? Let's do it. Bing bong. This guy grew up on the Upper East Side in New York City and was bar mitzvahed at Park Avenue Synagogue. He's become an overnight Knicks community sensation, probably the most popular guy in New York City right now. After the Side Talk New York City Knicks New York City Side Talk New York City Knicks video came out, you might know him as Bing Bong Guy, but we know him as Jordy Bloom. I guess Adam Bing Bong Guy, but welcome to the show, our friend Jordy Bloom. What's up, dude? What's going on, bro? Bing Bong. Bing bong. <laughs> got our first bing bong in. Yeah, first bing bong in. I, I'm sure we're going to have like a million, but I, I actually want to, I guess, start. let's start there because I watched that video probably like five times. I knew it was you right away, and I didn't really think anything of the video itself, and like 10 minutes later, everyone's tweeting this video, like that one guy who was like shaking, and then people like tweeting bing bong, like it just kind of blew up, but I had never even heard of Side Talk until that video came out, so is this like a really popular thing brett i'm sure you've heard of it before i have not heard of it and just to piggyback quickly off of your when you first saw when i first saw it i thought it was hilarious Mm -hmm. but one of the funny things about this whole thing is your bing bong was just sort of subtly thrown in there it wasn't you know no offense like your bing bong is the biggest thing that came out of it but it was um you know don't you katie don't you wish coming to the knicks and the the guy like having a seizure right before you (laughs) and um the Blasio Cuomo, and then the Bing Bong just slid in there. Um, so were you surprised when that became the focal point of the video? So yes, um, but you got to give it out to the side talk guys. Yeah. Trent, Jack, they're both legends. They're bros. They're 19-year-olds. They built a platform with 750,000 followers. Before this video came out, they were full Instagram, barely even had Twitter. The Instagram video has like 700,000 views, mm-hmm. but the Twitter has almost 6 million so they are adjusting as they go. Um, and you got to give them a shout out. Like you said, like the bing bong kind of came out of nowhere. That's editing for them. Yeah. I was the first clip that they took. I was walking out of the garden. I saw Trent in his side talk hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I just walked over there and the camera went on and said bing bong and, and I left. And so you had it. knew of them beforehand. I So they had come out with a video prior to that called mm-hmm. Byron's Car Wash. You got to watch it. It's actually hysterical. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And they used the bing bong. When I went to a bachelor party the week before, all my friends were saying bing bong at each other. We were all really? just like, yeah, <laughs> saying Byron's car, you're saying bing bong. It's hysterical. You got to watch it. I mean, um, it is so catchy. It is. And it, it, it's the crazy part about it was that we were saying it with no intent, no meaning, no nothing along those lines. And mm-hmm. then I kind of found a white space to integrate it into the next thinking I may as well try to capitalize on this moment. And it resonated. I, I might have to stir the pot a bit here. 
we've had Dolan J. Trump on this podcast before, and I see he's trying to cancel Bing Bong. So what the hell is going on with that? On Twitter today. You know yeah. what? Can I tell you something? Nick fans are actually amazing, but uh-huh. you wake up after a loss, and it's as if like they burn everything to the ground. <laughs> and you know what? Like, give me all the shit in the world because I'm gonna prevail, and I'm gonna use it as a way to show Nick fans that. You have to stick with the team. Like we're mm-hmm. five and three. Normally through eight games, we're three and five. Mm-hmm. You gotta be happy with what we have. And like if you were expecting to go 82 and 0 with Bing Bong, then you shouldn't have followed in the first place. You know, that guy's yeah. hysterical. That guy's mean that he posted today. I laughed hysterically yeah. when I saw it, but it is what it is. You know, like not everyone's gonna be on board. Not everyone's gonna understand. Not everyone's gonna, everyone, some people think I'm stupid. Some people love it. It's, it's a mix of the two. Right. So, Jory, so to go back a bit. So the video comes out that comes out the next morning, right? Or does it come out that night? It comes out the next morning. All right. Comes out the next morning. You see it. You have this little cameo, the bang bong. And then what? So the video starts blowing up. How do you. So I know right now your picture is the picture from the video. So what do you kind of do? You know, when I see something on Twitter, like people try not capitalize. That's the wrong word. People try to, you know, capture moments. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't believe it. I'm just thinking people um, are trying to you know, capitalize. So do people right. believe that was you? Kind of what did you do after the video came out? So the day the video came out, I actually did nothing. I didn't act on it. I My friends were laughing hysterically. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And progressively got bigger and bigger and bigger. I went to lunch with my buddy Max and a group of 15-year-olds stopped me. They're like, are you no the way. big one? <laughs> and I'm like, what, what the hell is going yeah. on here? And I look at my friend Max. And I'm like, I got to go home. I went home. I created Bing Bong Guy the next mm-hmm. day, and I just started interacting with Nick fans and replying to tweets, and and then out of nowhere, which is the beautiful thing about the Knicks community, I didn't understand Twitter. I had never been on Twitter. I get added into this group chat of I don't know how old these kids are. They're probably 16, 17 years old, <laughs> and they just they just like every single time I would tweet, they would push it, they retweet it, they'd like it, they they do whatever it takes to get traction, and that's how it grew. And now I have. 2,800 followers on Twitter and they're all Nick fans yeah. besides like I, I Mark Stein followed me on Twitter yesterday, which was a highlight of my day. You know, like he's the guy that's awesome. Coach. That's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. but outside of that, it's all Nick fans and it's all, it's a core, it's a love. And like going back to your point, like when the Knicks win, we went trending on Twitter. When they lose, we wake up in their graveyards with bing bong on it and saying, RIP bing bong, you know? So you live and die. That's how New York works. That's why most athletes don't make it here. That's why a lot of people don't make it here, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, to go back to that, how Nick fans are emotional. So I run Nick's podcast and, you know, we, <laughs> we talked this morning and my partner was sort of like, the sky is falling. And I was like, listen, we're five and three, but for the, the cancel bing bong thing. So mm-hmm. if you go back to our, the Orlando game, which we lost the game, um, and then the magic tweeted Bing Bong. And then people okay. were like, okay, first of all, it was a control. They sort of got the idea from Worldwide Rob, um, who's a big Knicks, a big Twitter personality. But so people were like, okay, it's officially done. It's not officially done. It comes back. Then Mike Breen says it on the broadcast after Randall banks in a three after an amazing first quarter. Yep. Plus, plus the MSG sound system played the Bing Bong. But we ended up losing that game. And then people are saying it's canceled again but it's still out there. So like just for like your safe and longevity, the fact that people are trying to cancel it almost gives it life itself. If you Mm -hmm. really have to say this thing is canceled. All press is good press, but like, I I want Nick fans to love me. I don't want to, I'm not trying to monetize all this. I'm I'm trying to like create a core, which it sucks. You wake up and you see people being like 
canceled bing bong guy. And I'm like, what did I do? You know, I'm trying to help us. Win. <laughs> but at the end of the day, but you're missing a game where after we lost to Orlando, we then played Chicago. Mm. When we beat Chicago, we almost mm-hmm. blew the lead in the fourth. That night, it went trending on Twitter, right? So mm-hmm. it went from bing bong is dead. We're never using this. This stuff doesn't work. We look like idiots. They tweeted in our face to waking up the next morning of, oh my God, you know, like we're mm-hmm. trending on Twitter. And people are all behind it all of a sudden. And people that were tweeting memes of a graveyard with Bing Bong on it are now tweeting Bing Bong. The fact of the matter with Bing Bong guy is that when I did it, I didn't have any intentions with it besides positive and good things. And I was using it as proof of concept that I can establish a brand from a core, take an idea and create a concept from it. And to me, I feel accomplished in that sense. I feel I have, I'm connected with people that I would have went I would have paid people money for before this process, like people from news outlets to business people to podcasts to every single, every single interaction that I've had has been incredible. And people are like, Oh, get rid of this guy. You're rid of this guy. I'm like, fine. You want to get rid of me? Like, what are you going to do? I'm trying to help you win. I'm trying to help us win. I should say like negative, negative energy is just going to help us lose in the first round again. I'm trying to do something different. So there's a lot of people who don't actually even know like what bing bong necessarily means. Like obviously for the people who don't know where it comes from, it's like the sound that the subway makes right when the door is open. Right. Like, it's kind of like the heartbeat of New York in a sense, but what does bing bong really mean to you? And what do you want it to mean? I want it to mean, let's go next. I want it. Like, I've, said <laughs> that. Uh, I, I've said that like to yeah. me, that's what it means. I didn't invent bing bong. I wasn't the first one to say it, but as far as I'm concerned to me, when you associate it with me, it means let's go next. Yeah. I mean, you are a bing bong guy. Like I didn't know of, I didn't know of it till you. So Right. For me, you are that. Uh, just to go back to what Johnny said, can you just tell us like what it actually comes from? Because I'm a big Knicks fan. I live in New York. I actually didn't realize what if it was the subway thing or if it came from side talk. Like I was sort of blind to it. Right. So side talk got it from the subway doors where they go saying clear the closing doors, bing bong. And now if you watch any single side talk video, it starts with bing bong. And so that's, I got the ad lib rapper Nems was on one of their podcasts before, or he was on multiple of their videos before, and he would say bing bong. And so I, I fully took it off of them. So bing bong isn't the first thing that you tried to build. Um, we're both wearing the build your boys hats. Kind of, now bing bong kind of falls under that build your boys umbrella. Can you kind of go into what you've been trying to do with build your boys? I know you've been doing it for, I think over a year now, right? A little bit over a year. Yeah. Uh-huh. So To answer your question, before the pandemic, I was working at Authentic Brands Group with the goal of building brands from the core. They would buy IP that resonates with consumers, and then they would restructure it to work. I got laid off when the pandemic hit, and I said to myself, I'm going to take a shot. You know, like I have this catchy phrase. I trademarked it. I did all the things that I needed to do. And up to this point, it's to me, the best part about Build Your Boys to me is that it's not about the hats, it's not about the hoodies, it's not about the crewnecks, even though people seem to love them, it's about the meaning. People love that it means to motivate, support, and appreciate your friends. It gives me a way to say, I've only accomplished everything that I've accomplished in my life because of the people around me. And I'm appreciative of that, and I'm thankful for everyone around me. And so as a result, I give people, I, I mean, I make hats, I make hoodies, I make crewnecks, I make stuff that people want to wear, but you're portraying a message of positivity. Um, but after this bing bong guy thing happened, I was like, I need to run with this. I need to establish proof of concept because my next intention is to build individual brands under the build your boys umbrella. Think of build your boys as the shell where yes, it still has its meaning. Yes. I'm going to still throw build your boys events and fundraisers, blah, 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 and still do clothing, but it's going to be the overarching of a lot of younger brands underneath it. And the intention is to grow them. And the intention is to organically grow through a core similar to build your boys where I grew it 
instead of giving seeding product to influencers, I gave it to my friends. And I said, wear this, enjoy it. Don't, you don't need to post it, love it. So back to build your boys a little bit, like where did that saying come from? I mean, I kind of reached out to you right away when I saw it and I was like, oh my God, like this is everything I've tried to build in the locker room, like literally kind of incorporates build your boys in it, right? Like right. all you want to do and all we want to do is kind of just embrace and, and, and build up the people that come on our show and support them because that's what the Jewish community is, right? It's like one big family. So right. where did that idea stem from for you? And what do you like, what made you motivated to kind of go through with it and pursue it? I wasn't the first one to say it. One of my buddies was when we were out one night in Miami, we were at dinner and we were like, this is this this is a meaningful saying. It's three words that not only sound good together, but it means something. At that time, I still had my job, so I didn't really do anything with it. Pandemic hits, I get laid off and I say, I'm going to run with this, you know, like I'm going to try and find a way to create something bigger than me. I'm going to try and create meaning out of three words. And to me, I had the opportunity where it was the pandemic, where no one was really doing anything. And I kind of found a way to bring people together. During the pandemic, we did three charity poker events where all I had to do was ask my friends to play charity poker. And we raised close to $40,000 for charity. It was overall, what it means is to motivate, support and appreciate your friends. What the intention with it is, is to create something that not only gives off positive energy, but allows people to grow, allows people to understand that you have a support cast behind you. We're proud of you. We, I'm here to help if you ever need anything. And I think all of, by the way, when it says build your boys, that doesn't just mean males. That means everyone. To me, right. if I have a lot of girls that I consider we're boys, you know, like the term of endearment, you yeah. know, it means for that sure. I appreciate you and that I'm thankful for you and that everything that I've accomplished in my life wouldn't have been done without you. Right. And yeah. so it's just a way to say thanks. Yeah. I love, I love the slogan, the concept, build your boys, because listen, as we're getting older, like just, you know, even in my life, life, I have friends who are starting all these different types of ventures. I have friends, I have a friend who's becoming a rapper. I have a friend who just started a, a uh, marketing uh, sports uh, endorsement deal, marketing company. People are doing all types of things. People are trying to build Instagram followers and podcasts and, and TikTok. Um, you know, brands more than ever. So um, I love the idea of building people up. We, you know, you need your friends, you need your family. Um, these type of things aren't easy. And just to, just to give Johnny a little credit here, I haven't known Johnny for that long, but he embodies the slogan and Jordy, I'm, I'm meeting you <laughs> and it seems like you do too, but Johnny really uh, embodies the slogan, build your boys. He's, he's been there for me on my, my other podcast, you know, whether it's TikTok or whatever it is. So, um, can I tell I, you I, something? There's a reason that once this Bing Bong guy thing happened, I wanted to call Johnny. I want to go back to that. I just get a text yeah. from you, Bing Bong guy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is before I even saw the video. So I, 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 I like, I hadn't seen the video yet. So I had no idea what you're talking about because, like I said, I didn't even know what side talk was until you know three o'clock in the afternoon the next day. Like I had no idea. So you text me, Bing Bong guy. And, the, and you send me like a Twitter and I, and I like, I followed it. And then I like, I honestly, I unfollowed it. Cause I was like, what the, I don't know what the fuck this is. And I saw the video and I followed it again and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I saw it had like 200 followers. And then like, I looked two hours later, it's got like a thousand followers. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I can believe, but I can't believe, you know, this one video of one basketball team, but really this basketball team is kind of the center of the NBA universe in a sense when they're that good. Like we've seen it. Right. And they're the most profitable franchise in sports. Yeah. Like, sports in the NBA. It's kind of crazy to think about. And I want to go into your Nick fandom a little bit too, because I know you grew up in New York City. But, you know, for us growing up, I know you're a Giants fan also, just like me. I'm not sure if me you're too. into hockey at all. Um, Rangers, kind of. Rangers. Okay. So just like me. <laughs> um, yeah, in the playoffs, exactly. But we haven't, we haven't seen 
this type of New York energy in our lives. So now that it's happening and you're kind of in the center of it, like, do you appreciate it more or do you like not, not necessarily like you're not taking it for granted, obviously, but is it kind of weird for you to be in that somewhat spotlight and not just like kind of sit back and like grasp it all in? It's unlike anything I've ever done before. It's, yeah. it's the word that I look for is crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. Because what comes with love comes with hate, you know, like for every single follower I get, I get another troll on Twitter being mm-hmm. like, what do you know? What do you do? And I'm, I'm sitting here like I'm a fan that's just trying yeah. to help. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to create meaning for us to get behind it and go to games and celebrate. And, and listen, like New York is the most beautiful place in the entire world. It's the hardest place to make it in the entire world. That's like no any single place in the entire world. I will argue that if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere else. 100%. I didn't come up with that saying, obviously, but yeah, yeah. there's a reason. For that, <laughs> you know, like expectations are so high. You know, and that's it's such a competitive nature, and that's kind of where build your voice kind of drove from too, where anxiety, depression. There's all these things that come with success and from achieving, and especially from the entrepreneurial side, where you wake up some days and you're like how do I get out of bed? Like, how do I do this? And I use my friends as motivation. I use my family yeah. as motivation. I use things that are bigger than me to motivate me. And for Bing Bong Guy, I use the Nick fans. I use New York. I use, I use bigger meaning. It wasn't for a dollar and it never has been for a dollar. And I've said that in multiple articles and people still don't seem to read the articles and tell me that I'm trying to make money off this. Yeah. I want to, I want to run, run one thing by you too, because, you know, I kind of went through it. I feel like when I started this, and, you know, I feel like for the most part, if anyone's going to shit on you for something at first, it's your friends, right? Like they're going to give you shit whenever you want to try something new. Like when, you know, when we started this, it was like, what the fuck? Just another podcast, dude. Like, why are you wasting your time? And I was like, right. no, I want to like, I, I love doing it and you love doing what you're doing and I want to pursue it. So like, you know, obviously your friends are going to give you shit, but like once you move past that, I feel like that's when you kind of realize you're onto something. Once your friends start like stop giving you shit and kind of like get on board. So for you, My I guess friends still give me shit though. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but to be but fair, for, I yeah, do, like they, out of love. If they were yes men to me. I wouldn't appreciate it. When someone yeah. comes up to me and says, you're doing such amazing things, you're, you're killing it. It makes me more insecure. Yeah, you know, I agree. One of my, from one of my buddies that knows more than me in different sectors comes, you have to do this. You have to do this differently. I learn and I grow and yeah, yeah. it makes me anxious at the time, but I appreciate it when I look back. Like I do build your boys alone, but in the sense, every single thing that I've used to grow it has come through another one of my community members, my friends, my family. Like it's, I've leveraged connections. Yeah. I didn't even know you and you got me wearing this shit around town. I love it. See? It also does happen to fit my head really well. I think I'm not really a big hack. Best guy. hat in the game. Huh? I do like it. I'm waiting for my long hair to come in. I'm going to have the flow come out the back. Love it. I'm excited to have this uh, in, in the winter, but I do want to go into one of our segments called the Mothball Minute, kind of like quick hitter stuff. Hit me. Uh, so let's go right off the bat. Favorite Nick of all time? Carmelo Anthony. Basic. It's the answer. Yeah. That's, that's my answer. People hate on him too. Could you imagine being mellow in New York when no. half the Cannot. fan base hates you? you Brett, Brett, who's yours? Uh, whew. Whew. Mine's Stefan Marbury. So. If you said Alan Houston and you don't call him basic, I'm... No, the fact Mine's that Marbury if that's... I don't know if that's basic or not. The fact that I don't even have a quick answer says a lot about the Knicks over the last two de- decades. Um, it might be Fra- it might be Frank Nilakina. Okay, and he was one of the worst players we've had <laughs> in the last two decades. Can I get the fuck off this podcast? Yeah, you <laughs> suck. He's kind of balling for Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with his twelve points. <laughs> no, it's like uh, his four points. But <laughs> Jordy, let's go into the next one. Favorite MSG moment? Beating the home victory, home playoff win last year. Yeah, that was the most electric 
energy of any sporting event I've ever been at. Mm-hmm. I feel like the build yeah, up too definitely helped with that for like was, having your fans back. I was there too. And I really think that game was a breeding ground for the viral video and the celebration after the first game. Cause I've been to a lot of Nick games in my life and the, the celebration after the Hawks win was like a new type of thing. And then literally the next game we won was that home opener. So right. I feel like that that's right. That started a whole new thing. I made, I made comparisons to it. The only difference is when we won the home opener, people were partying all the way down to like Chelsea <laughs> on seventh yeah. Avenue. After right. this game, it, was, it was, it was, it felt like any other team would be like, Holy shit. We just won the championship. We won the first game of the year, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a season ticket holder? I'm sorry. What did you say? Are you a season ticket holder? I have been my entire life. My dad's office owns, but personally, no, I oh, will. Nice. Like as once I start, like, that's my first big investment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would love to like, that's for me, like Ranger games, Knicks games, just like kind of splitting that right. with a bunch of buddies. Like that's, you know, that's the goal someday. That'd be so awesome. That was, that wasn't on the, on the agenda here. I was just kind of asking that separately, no, that's a good but uh, I'm, I'm curious too. Where do you see build your boys going necessarily? If you have like, you know, a two year, three year plan right now, cause I actually kind of see it like, I mean, right away, I'm thinking, you know, different ways you can combine this momentum that you have for Build Your Boys. Like, I actually, not only do I envision, like, the Knicks being on the bench wearing Bing Bong t-shirts for warm-ups, but, like, I could see Build Your Boys potentially being that, too. Right. My intent with everything is Build Your Boys at the end yeah. of the day. That's where I say it's hard for me to answer a two-year or three-year because yeah. if you asked me th- two weeks ago, I would not be able to tell you where I am today. And from an entrepreneurial standpoint, especially if you're alone it's really important to just focus on individual steps, not home runs. Mm-hmm. But I see, I see myself developing a few more brands in the near future. I already have one in the works. Um, and we're just going to put them under the Build Your Boys umbrella while, listen, me, uh, me developing other brands is going to allow me to keep Build Your Boys the way that I love it, where it's, it's not exclusive, but it's not sold out. You know, like yeah. my intention is not to sell a million units and make a million dollars with Build Your Boys. It's to send a message and to give off an aesthetic that people love, right? So if I develop brands for athletes and influencers and uh, listen, going back to a Bing Bong guy has proof of concept that I could take an idea and bring it to life. right? That's my goal. And Build Your Boys is going to own all of that. Build Your Boys LLC owns Bing Bong Guy LLC. Every other business that I build is going to be owned by Build Your Boys LLC. And the intention is to grow. And I want to throw events. I'm due for a launch party. I have brand new hoodies sitting in a box in my, in my, I don't even know, my living room. Uh I have new hats coming. I have new colorways of everything, but that's short-term stuff. Long-term, I really think that it's going to be a brand that means anything bigger than associating it with one aspect of business you know that's why i call it a lifestyle brand because i yeah. wanted to encompass everything and well, people are like you're ridiculous but no not, rid- not ridiculous at all like i kind of look at like the company mad happy and i feel like that's kind of you know it's, it's kind of stemmed from the same concept right well josh sit is one of the founders of mad happy and he actually gave me the best piece of advice that i've used this entire process where it's grow through a core, make your core love you, make like focus on that core consumer and just keep growing through it. And eventually you grow to your friends, your friends, of friends, and then your friends, of friends, of friends. And then at a certain point, it'll be bigger than you. And yeah. then you're going to have to figure out how to pivot, how to monetize, how to do, you know, but Matt happy is great. If the reason why people can compare build your boys to Matt happy in a sense, and I'm not saying they're the same, Matt happy is a giant compared to it, but it's because they grew through a community, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a stab- I'm still at the point where I'm establishing a community of Build Your Boys, but it's it's bigger than outside of my friend group now. It's probably at my friends of friends of friends kind of stage, but yeah. 
it's that's the goal. And it's the goal is to just keep doing what I'm doing and never really change. And at a certain point, it'll be big enough to, I don't know, throw, throw branded content, throw branded parties, have people use my platform to springboard their platform, you know, like, and that's the other thing where you say, Brett, you said it was hard to build followers. And I made it an intent of mine to never try and sell out for followers, have it all happen naturally, have it be to the point where people want to follow it because they want to know more. You know, I'm, I'm weird with Instagram where I do everything through stories. I don't really post on the feed unless it's like Mm. a meaningful, something that I want to keep. And that shows it's built a very intimate consumer where they're part of a community. They all see it. And you know what, like, and the way it grows is through them because they're the guys, you know, if Johnny wears his hat to a hockey game and all of his hockey friends are like, what is this hat? What does this mean? You know, Johnny's the one pitching it. So that's why it builds through a community. It's not me selling it every single time. And the reason that Johnny's going to sell it well is because I organically gave it to him. He he got it with his heart. He actually loves it. And it's not because I gave it to him and said, here's 20 bucks, post it on your Instagram. Yeah, no, I I like it. I mean, I and I, I like how I look. Like I said, I like how I look. And I sent you a picture because I knew you were going to post it. I thought right. I looked good in the hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's that's the point where I invest in the product. You know, yeah. like this isn't a two dollar hat. This is a hat that really costs an investment on my end at the beginning too. When I bought hats, I was like, this is a pretty big investment, and I didn't know what I was talking about at the time. Mm-hmm. But my first round of product, I literally seeded it to all my friends, and then yeah. it got to the point where it flipped the tide where it was from, I need to give this out so more people see it to I need to make more because more people want it. For sure. And that, that wraps up Motswell Minute. But I want to ask you one more question before we do like our final wrap-up question, just because we didn't hit on it earlier. But the moment for you where like you got the New York Post reaching out, New York Magazine reaching out, like what moment for you is like, wait, what the fuck is actually going on here? <laughs> All of that. So yeah. the, complex <laughs> one was the, the complex was first. Uh-huh. And- Forgot about complex. I always thought to myself, like getting on complex is the goal. Like that yeah. is sick, you know, like uh-huh. that is, and that happens. Right. And then New York post calls me box five calls me New York magazine calls me. And then I wake up this morning to a New York post article that I didn't mm-hmm. even write, you know, like I didn't even get quoted in. And the crazy <laughs> part to me is actually this morning I woke up and there were four or five articles online and you could just Google bing bong. And my face comes up with this <laughs> elephant, which is actually yeah. hysterical, but articles that, they directly quote me, but I never spoke to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it, it got to the point where it's bigger than me. And that's why people are getting mad at me on Twitter because it's not envy. It's not jealousy. It's what the fuck does this kid know? What is he doing? And like, it, you don't have to, you don't have to know. Well, anything. My, my answer is I only have yeah. good intentions. Yeah. So but what the fuck do you have to know? You're we're, we're any other Knicks fan, you know? Some guy just said to me on Twitter, he's like, what have you done that any other Nick fan hasn't done? And I said, nothing. I yeah, really literally nothing. My entire <laughs> yeah. life. Like, why do I have to do anything else? You, you know? don't. You don't. Yeah. I just saw an opportunity to build something off an idea. And I said, this, th- my first intention was, let's get press. My second mm-hmm. intention was, let's tap in with the Knicks, right? The Knicks took me to a Nick game last week. Yeah, you know, they that. put bing bong on the scoreboard. They, they, I can't say anything more, but yeah unless Twitter puts me in a fucking coffin, there'll be more coming, you know? So like, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to understand what the Nick fans are really going to be like after the Knicks win another game to see how it's going. But up until this point, and I actually had this conversation with my mom earlier, it's, I do, I have a very bad tendency to sprint constantly and always put pressure on myself and not look at the little steps and say, okay, I accomplished this. Mm-hmm. You know, like my goal when I wake up one day is this, but then when I achieve this, even before I could celebrate, I'm on to the next one. Yeah. And it's really unhealthy, but it's, it's business development. 
No, you gotta uh, celebrate the little things though, for sure. Exactly. Appreciate every single step. And to answer your yeah. question, everything. Like I have a picture of my dumb face on an ESPN article right in front of me right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like this blows me away. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Crazy. That awesome. Are you single? I, Am I single? Yes, I'm single. I'm yeah, single for the reason that I'm obsessed with work. Hang those up in your room. <laughs> I don't need. Is that to. your new? Is that your new hinge picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, another question. Do you know any of the other guys from the video, or have you connected with them since? Yep. So I actually know Trent and Jack now, the guys that own Side did, Talk. Yeah. They're legends. I went to the Nick game with the the seizure dude. <laughs> um, yeah. But his his like him for example, right? People give him shit all the time. You know what his number one goal is out of this? He wants to chug a beer on the jumbotron. That's <laughs> right. I saw that. Wants. That's all he and he means it too. Yeah. And that's all he wants. That's he legendary. He didn't do anything around that. He all he wants is to chug a beer on the mega on the jumbotron. Mm-hmm. And I respect the hell out of it. Why is he getting shit? He's getting shit because people are like, what is this kid seizes in front of the camera and now has limelight? People think that we're going to make a million dollars tomorrow, yeah. but somehow that works. But people to go back to the question, my buddy just connected me with the KD to the Knicks guy. And I think that guy's fucking hysterical. That's and I so thought that funny. was the funniest part <laughs> of the entire clip. That's the part that had me laughing. Me too. Mm-hmm. I love how he gets the second one off because he does the first one and then like people start to mob up and he gets the second Knicks yeah. and it's just amazing. Yeah. The funny part is he's fully authentic and that's who he is. I've met him. I had a two hour phone call with him yesterday. He's a bro. That's awesome. That's great. So yeah. before I ask you this last final question, is there anything else that you want to plug? Anything else you're working on that we haven't talked about? A lot of Build Your Boys coming. New merch, new hats, new hoodies. Hunter Green hoodie is crazy. It's coming soon. And yeah, and like, I mean, we'll see what comes with Bing Bong, but I'm going to take it day by day, you know, yeah, is what it is. To wrap this up, I feel like you're going to knock this one out of the park, but if you can go back and give your 15-year-old self some advice, what would you tell him? Motivate, support, and appreciate your friends. Why were you not like that, though, when you were younger? No, I wasn't all, I was, I went through a phase where, I mean, you learn from trauma, you learn from being an idiot, you learn from things, and like, I listen, I'm who I am because my friends have seen eight to ten different Jordies over the time, you know, especially Mm -hmm. my high school friends, they've seen piece of shit, Jordy. They saw freshman and sophomore year, Jordy. And then they saw a, a transformation. And like, listen, I'm only here because of them. And that's why I build my voice. That's why I get up yeah. every single day and try to build something bigger than me. Yeah. So thank you for them. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have said any better. And um, I mean that hundred percent authentically. I'm not just saying that as a sale. Like I, I genuinely mean it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why you made it right. Cause you genuinely mean it. I, I haven't made it, it to be fair. <laughs> well, I meant, I meant made like, oh, uh, you made it. Oh, you made Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, meant, I meant made the clothing and the brand, but you will. Well, you, well, once you made it, it, once you get on this podcast, you kind of have made it. So you're I halfway there. Exactly. <laughs> the New York post has been begging us to come on for months. <laughs> yeah. Have they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that I haven't made Bing Pong Guy on Instagram and have kept it business and, and kind of separate from the two. Yeah. And Can I you tell us that or no? Can I tell us tell you what? Why you kept why it I'm Instagram. Kept separate? Because first of all, Twitter is where the hub of New York Knicks fans are. One. Mm-hmm. And two, Instagram is kind of where I get to be myself. You know, like yeah. I don't want it to infiltrate my life. I don't need these trolls in my life constantly. But like at the same time, like I'm a Nick fan. If you look at my page, I look like a classic New York Nick fan. You know, and that's who I am. And I'm going to focus on Build Your Boys. I've always been focused on Build Your Boys. And I went 72 hours of constantly tweeting to build a platform, a bing bong guy. But the intent was always for Build Your Boys. And yes, I want the Knicks to win a championship. And yes, I want the Knicks to go on a magical run. But like, listen, like if the Knicks lose and I get backlash, I don't play for them. You know, I'm not the point guard. I'm not the center. I can't make them win. I can try. But if people don't want me to stop, like 
I'm not going to stop, by the way. Yeah, you shouldn't. I never will. I never will. And shouldn't. people told me to stop with Build Your Boys and get a job. And I, no. Dude, you'll be on the fucking parade bus when the Knicks win the NBA championship someday. If they win and Bing Bong Guy is a thing during the playoffs, I'm <laughs> you getting will. Right here. I'm not you even actually kidding. will. I'm not even king. I can see it. Let, let's take it day by day, but I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you yeah, again, well, Jordan. We appreciate this. it. This was I awesome, Jordan. Guys, keep going. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you guys love the interview with Jordy Bloom, aka Bing Bong. Very cool how, you know, popular and shit he's got with this, you know, video that went viral. And honestly, we're really happy for him and everything and his new brand. And it's really cool that he was able to come on the podcast, chat with the boys about it. Yeah, no, definitely uh, happy we got Jordy on. Um, it's been really cool to watch the Bing Bong guy thing kind of take off. Like, really cool to see Mike Breen talk about it. Uh, I know a lot of the Sports Center anchors have done the Bing Bong noise. So, um, definitely pretty cool to see his face behind it. And it's cool to see, like, the Cavaliers tweeting it and uh, the Raptors and the Magic and all the teams that beat the Knicks are now using Jordy's face to tweet after the game. So, uh, it's kind of funny to see. But definitely happy we got him on. And um, hopefully we can get him on again later in the year if the Knicks are doing well. You never know. He could just continue to ride this wave and, you know, be like a Knicks mascot almost, honestly. Um, but, yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool to see. I feel like other circumstances have happened, like, you know, like obviously not this like specific as a him with the Knicks, but I feel like with other organizations and other teams, like this shit happens mm. all the time where something, you know, happens and it catches on with the fan base and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers have dancing Larry. It's the same guy who goes to every home game and like has the same dance with like five minutes left in every game. So maybe Jordy could become, you know, that for the Knicks, which would be pretty cool. Very cool. But I do want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. Like we talk about every week, I love the Mindset Wellness gummies, especially the Happy Gummies. I've honestly been taking them a lot lately, Happy and Calm together. Um, it's really cool. You can customize your own mindset. So use code LOCKA10 for 10% off with your order plus free shipping. Check them out on Instagram at Mindset Wellness CBD and go to their website, MindsetWellness.com. Like I said, you can take a Happy Gummy and a Calm Gummy to combine your mindset. Probably the best thing to do in the office at work or when the weather's pretty shitty and you're on your couch and it's depressing out there. Just pop a Happy Gummy and a Calm Gummy and it'll literally affect your mood right in the spot. So couldn't recommend Mindset Wellness CBD gummies anymore. So check them out, MindsetWellness.com. Love it. Honestly, I'm going to definitely try that. I didn't know about the combination pattern there. It's pretty cool. Who would not yeah. want to be happy and calm at the same time? Yeah, no, it's a good mix. Or focus and happy. That's a good mix, too, that I like to use. So focus and happy is also another good one. But I think that wraps it up for this week's episode. We got another one coming for you next week. Hope you guys all have a great weekend, and we love you. Love you guys. Later.